Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're just going to free talk. We haven't done this in a while. We've got some things going on. We're just going to talk them out and have a good time. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property that you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor. Go check them out. The website's www.pluminvestmentgroup.com. It's Wednesday. Yes, sir. What's up? Middle of the week. Free talk. Huh? Yeah, I don't feel like we had done this. Like it was, we did it for a long time, and then all of a sudden we just started. We had a few interviews. I think it kind of threw off the Wednesdays. You know, we had Joy and we had Seth, which is it's cool to see, uh, you know, Joy and how they've really accepted our team. You know, they've actually put a landing page in, so www.rocketprintmail forward slash casual Fridays dot com forward slash casual Fridays right dot com yeah. forward slash casual Fridays yeah it's been good yeah they have been really a good partner for us so it's they're they're really um, good about like wanting to work with us and helping everybody grow so it's cool yeah seeing some of the products they have out there for us with the everywhere small business the catching clothes and I'm noticing a lot more focused ads from people's buy sides pop up on Facebook feed. So I'm knowing that we're getting some everywhere small business people out there going, mm. which is good. So what's been going on? I I, I wanted to say uh, I went and watched told everybody I went and watched you race your BMX the other day. How'd you like that? <laughs> it was it was cool. I hold on hold on before before you say anything. When you saw me get on the starting gate with the other riders, did you think I was gonna get blown away, or did you not know what to expect? I don't think I knew what to expect. You were nervous for me, like oh he's gonna embarrass himself. No, I didn't okay. think that. They obviously looked like they belonged up there because they had full face helmet and, ge- and gear on. <laughs> and like, here comes dad mode on his bike. Cargo shorts <laughs> <laughs> and a mountain bike helmet. <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone out there listening, he, he smoked them. Yeah. Um, he, he had, I'd probably say, minimum five bike links, maybe, yeah. if not more. It was, it was good. It was freaking hot as can be when it had been so nice outside yeah we, and we didn't last we, i didn't bear and i we didn't last long and but we got to see jackson that's went to a, i wanted to see him race and mm-hmm. you can tell he's pretty competitive because he uh he was, upset. he was upset but he did good i mean when you're you're his age and you're having to race the big kids it's yeah it's not fun yeah he was the smallest by far you know he's gotten there are a couple like some of the kids are 12 inches taller than him. I meant age-wise. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, yeah. he was racing seven-year-olds, but, you know, he's a young six, yeah. and it could be the old sevens in there, you know, yeah. they haven't turned eight yet. And there's a lot of growth in that time, too. I mean, he hasn't really been riding a bike super long. He definitely hasn't no. been doing BMX. He's been riding a bike without training wheels since end of August. Mm. So, I mean, if that gives you any idea. And some of those, uh, the jumps, um, even though no one... I guess I ex- did expect more people to catch more air, mm-hmm. but it seems like no one really jumps. No, it's faster not to. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for you and I, they're not massive, but for someone, they're two to three times as tall as Jackson. Mm-hmm. And so just to be able to get to the top yep. seems like a good feat. Yep. Crazy. But it was cool. Yeah. So got that win, took the W. Jackson didn't make the main event. I'll take my trophy. He got to stand on the platform or whatever, what do you call it, the winner's thing? The st- did he? 
Yeah, because you remember you took the photo with them. At least I thought. Oh, that I was saw. me and Jordan. Oh, yeah, oh, me and oh. Jordan. Jordan wanted to take it. They've they commandeered my trophy, so they're splitting time with it between their rooms. <laughs> so that's always nice. So land wise, man, it's been kind of busy. I uh, was kind of like I told you a couple weeks ago. I was in a weird headspace. Had some deals fall apart, and then all of a sudden had Plum just fired up. And a bunch of people had some sales go on. Some properties going to contract. I think we had six that are under contract and escrow to sell over the next week, two weeks. So, I mean, that's good. Got some properties back that um, got the pictures back on, just amazing looking properties. It's going to be smoking deals. I think we have a buyer already lined up. You know, it's uh, definitely awesome to see. It really is. And then had a big deal for Lamb. You'll get under contract for a full cash offer. And that one's nice too. So all in all, I think that was doing a rough math in my head between I think eight deals selling 275,000 in revenue. That's good. Yeah, not a bad day. Everybody everybody make a little money. Yeah. I have had uh more people be late on their terms than ever. Really? Yeah, I'd probably say close to 30%. Wow. And I have I probably have like 5 or 10% that are no, they're you know, two months behind. Really? Mhm. And so that's why you asked me if I wanted to do a show on can't say foreclosing. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been real interesting. The, the, so the thing is, the people that are late and whatnot, they've been really communicative. Or com, they've been communicative. That's yeah, a, that's a word. Is that is that the word? Anyway, they've been they've been talking to me. Uh-huh. So I know what's going on, but it still sucks. Yeah, it still didn't get you paid. Yeah, yeah. I've got one guy that he's always twenty eight days late, pays a late fee, and he always throws an extra fifty bucks. And then I got another guy. I've got to remind him and. He'll be on time, late, 30 days late, then he'll go ahead and pay me at 37 days late and then pay me for both months again. So he just goes through the cycle, mm. and it's just constantly like that with him. And those are the only two I don't have on auto pay. And Okay, so I have one that's not one, just one that's not on auto pay, and I'm, I'm honestly a little worried about him. Okay. Because um, he's had the property for a little over a year, and uh, every single month he sends a cashier's check and he sends me a text message with the photo of it. He says, hey, it's coming. Last month, he sent me a message. Hey, I'm in the hospital. I don't know if I, when I'm going to be getting out. Can I send you the money via Venmo? Sure, why not? Never been late. Never missed a text message. Nothing. Well, he, he's gone now. <laughs> no money. No text. I haven't heard from him. Did he Venmo you that money? A month ago. Okay. This, is, this is this Did month. Did you text him to see if he's okay? I've been. I tried to get a hold of him. You called, emailed. Uh, well, I didn't really do a lot of email. I don't even know if he's still. He's never opened up anything. But okay, call. Yeah, no answer. Uh, no, his voicemail still there? Or does it go straight? Uh, it's to not really. But it's not his voice on the voicemail. It's just a. Wow. Did you try texting? <laughs> I haven't texted. No. I think I text on him. Buddy yeah. might be not feeling so good. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. That's that's what's been going on with me. And I also had kind of like a. A lesson to myself too, because we talk about like um, watching your ads, and if mm-hmm. they've gone a certain amount of views, then and nothing's happening, then change them up. I've had one property that gets so much action, mm-hmm. no one bought it, and I just kept saying to myself, "I'm not going to change this ad up because it's getting action." Yeah. Well, I finally listened to the advice that we give, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I changed the ad up, dropped the price a little bit, and now I've already had two offers on it. Yeah, I I find myself doing that too. <laughs> and that, that's what I asked myself. I'm like, okay, what what have we said to do? And like, you know, is it, am I everywhere? Am I actually doing this right? And, um, you know, I find some of that. And there's some little takeaways from those type deals. You know, I, I had one that 
the just the presence wasn't right. It just didn't feel right. And so, you know, and a couple of realtors, they reached out and were like, hey, this isn't doing anything because I was with a partner and the, like, it just looked scammy. It just didn't look right to them. And so day one listing with a realtor gets an offer. Had another one we go to and we do the same thing. Day one, list with a new realtor, gets an offer. And it's like, it's been here four months. It's been here seven months. And, you know, that change, just that little tweak of putting somebody local on it actually made a huge difference versus uh, the using like a Congress Realty or a flat rate MLS. And you're like, ugh, we're still a real company. And so that's where some of the times what you put out there, that web presence actually makes a huge difference in your business. It really does. And, you know, we're just like, we're normal people too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, we tell you to do something. And for the most part, we really do it because this mm-hmm. is our business and that's how we got to here. But sometimes, you know, you just get hung up. And on this one, I had sold two properties near it mm-hmm. for the price I wanted, which is why I was like really not wanting to drop the price mm-hmm. or change the ad really. But then I did and now I got two offers. So it's, <laughs> it was like, what, what are you waiting on really? Because I have had it probably 60 days longer than I'd like to keep properties. And so whatever, lesson learned. Yep. Follow, follow your own advice. Follow your own advice there, Mr. Southie in Podcastville. So what else is up? Nothing. Just weather starting to change here in Texas. Oh, we're to the weather now. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying the weather's starting to change, starting to get cold. And I just, that slugs me up. Like I'm like, I'm a spring and fall. Like I, I want it to be mid seventies to eighties degrees. I want to be able to roll with my windows down and enjoy life, but it starts getting a little wet and getting a little cold. I'll get a little nervous. Hmm. I can take the wet out, but you know, I want 55, 60 every day. You're a hot natured monster. Yeah. <laughs> just bad cuddler. You just warm us up a little, a little space heater. You. Well, we wouldn't know because we don't cuddle. Uh, I'm not allowed to tickle you. I'm not allowed to cuddle you. I'm not allowed to do nothing with you. This is no fun. Well, get used to. I got accused the other day of uh, being not, a side dude, not being a uh, being a side. No, no, <laughs> not being what she's what you say. Not like super outgoing, overly the top. Like my friends. No, like like not cuddling with you. Like that would have been a that was a problem. I wouldn't just go cuddle with a with a friend. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So like. I kicked her out of the car while it was moving. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Made her pay for her own dinner. Uh, okay. Uh, no. Yeah, but th- I speak of that, but we got pictures back on a New York property and the leaves were changing up there. Mm. As a partner property, dude, it was just unreal. It looked like Bob Ross painted it. I, I posted in some of our stories that, you know, Bob Ross painting the picture up there, but it was just amazing the way the colors looked up there. And I've never got to experience that live, like in real life. I want to go do that. Experience what? The changing of the leaves, like up in Virginia, New York, and, and see all that because it's just unreal to me, the colors that you see. Yeah, that photo was pretty good. It's a, a postcard photo. Yeah. That was pretty good photography. You think? It was with a cell phone. No. From a land investor. Wow. He, he lived an hour from the property. He said, I'll just drive up there and get us some pictures of it. Is wow. He, he's my partner on it. But I mean, is he a photographer too? I no. mean, <laughs> no. He goes, I don't have really a nice camera. I just got my cell phone. So he took his pictures, came out really good. He sent me 30 or 13 of the 90 pictures. He said, I said, Hey, just send me a few of your good ones. And when he sent that, I was like, Oh, I don't want to. It's like when you get those pictures, like, I don't want to sell this property. And you can see it looks like it's water in the background, but it's actually fog over a valley because that's up on a high spot of a, and in this 37 acres. Oh, there's no water, period? That's fog, no. Oh, okay. I so, thought that was water. Yeah, so imagine looking over that valley, though, where that fog is. You know, your cabin up there in the woods. I mean, I'm selling it to myself right now. <laughs> the neighbor, when he saw uh, him walking up there, wanted to talk to him and actually said, hey, I want first dibs on it. I'll buy the property. And he said, oh, what's going to be? He goes, well, I don't know if we're going to sell it yet or not, but this is what I'm going to sell it for if we do. And the guy's like, cool, I want first dibs. Wow. So, Do, the, do you know, do the neighbor live out there? Yeah, he lives right on it. So it's in this, it's in a, it's in New York, um, and the community it's in is a really, the part of this community, this piece of property is this family has owned it since the fifties or sixties, and 
it's a really ritzy piece of this town. And so it's 37 acres inside that. And these people just wanted to get rid of it. So it's good if you can get property in a ritzy part of town. Yeah. <laughs> and it's guys been said he's been taking care of like the driveway into it. He's been mowing. He's been, you know, he's already, ta- he's already vested. This is like his, uh, it's his, in his head, he's been hunting it. He's been cleaning it up. It's his property. Um, he just needs to pay for it and own it for the rest of his life, and he'll be happy. He'll be a happy camper. I'm sure he'd be real happy if no one ever sold it. He just used it without having to. And now he's uh, doing it to his end. I bet he makes it look just beautiful because yeah. now it's his. You know, instead of just mowing, you know, he probably mowed one strip on each side the first time he did it, mm-hmm. and then went a little bit farther. And he's been doing it for 20 years, 30 years. He's got a little bit farther, but now when it's his, I bet he goes through and clean cuts. It's going to look like a park. Mm. Could hit that pain point. Well, you know, I'm gonna sell this thing probably to someone that's gonna put a massive house right here, ruin everything for you. But Wait, that's, what, that's, you. that's what the partner goes. He goes, well, I mean, I was thinking about building a house out here, let my dad run around, maybe subdividing it because it looks like y'all could use some more houses around here. <laughs> I mean, a couple good houses here and here, here and here would look really good for a developer. Or we may sell it. I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll buy it now. <laughs> so that's a that's you know one of the fun properties we got back, and we got one back in Oklahoma that I have a realtor on. And that's what we talked about uh, Monday show, you know, decision points. I'm like, well, this one's close enough. I could drive to it. I felt like kind of getting out of the house. And so I just like, I'm going to call Liz. She does a good job for me up there. And she's out of Tallahena. So she's in that Latimer McCurtain County area. So, Hey Liz, what do you got going on this week? She goes, I'm marked off this week. I want to go on some adventures. I was like, well, I got a property go on adventure. She's like, this is perfect. I'll be out there this week. So she's going to take pictures for me. And if she, if she can get on the property, we'll buy the property and she'll list it. Mm. And she does a great job for us. I've been having the itch to go check on some properties, just go out and look at them. Yeah, just yeah. feel like getting out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some, you know, although we don't recommend going to do it all the time, it yeah. it seems like it'd just be a fun time to get away. Especially like you said, leaves are changing. It's nice, cool weather. It's you can just get out and have some fun. Yeah, we had a had another partner this week. He he got a got a little bit of lesson, you know, in putting the cart before the horse on when you, you get people involved and you're actually going to go out to a property when it's a big project. And it, to me, when it happened to me the first time, cause it, I did the exact same thing he did. I got really excited about a deal and I'm like, Oh yeah, let's get these people out here. And I think it was a house deal on mine, getting all these people lined up to come check it out. And me and the person weren't even in the same ballpark on, on pricing. And that's what, you know, he was, I was gonna actually going to ride up with him and I said, Hey, I'll ride up with you. We'll go look at this property. Just kind of, like you said, I want to get out of the house for a little bit, get out of the office. And I was like, Hey, what, where are we at on price though? Let's talk about that first before we put any resources into this. And he's like, I don't know. I said, just send an email quoted up like this. And so he does. Guy comes back and there's about a $1,300 per acre difference. You know, on this big a property, it was a quarter million plus in price swing. And I'm like, oh, well, we're a little far. He's like, oh, I think I'm still going to go look. I was like, you can. I, I, I'm i not. That That's too, we can't make that work. And he got out there and it just wasn't what it was going to be and just not near the deal. But, you know, that's one of those things. We get excited and we kind of get a little emotional because it's a big deal. It looks like it might, the numbers seem to work on paper until you actually get them all written down and get figured out. And, you know, you're looking for a, uh, just this sweet exit strategy that may not be there. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that happens. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of it. There's always put out enough mail or you're going to get stuff back that you want to work and it might not. Dude, that, I mailed some stuff in May and I offered like extremely low and I got a deal back last week, two weeks ago. Hmm. 635 acres at sub 60-ish an acre. 60 bucks an acre. Yeah. Yeah. So sub $40,000 for 635 acres. Is there a... uh, We'll say it's in a desert. I I know that, but is there access? Yeah. Uh, There's a gold mine next to it. hmm. So the 400 acres to the north of it has a gold mine on it. hmm. And this has an old riverbed through it. And I'm like, if I, I don't do math very well, 
but I think maybe it's not math. It's like rock science. What is that? Couldn't hear geology. It. Geology. Thank you. When you're a geologist. Um, but I thought gold moved with water. And so if you have a riverbed through your property and they're strip tearing the dirt up next to you, getting gold out of it, you probably got gold. Oh, well, that's what they do on gold. That's what they say on gold rush. Yeah. They make it look real easy. Just go out there and yeah. So well, they don't make it look too easy though. And that shows kind of a hot mess, but they do make money. <laughs> yeah. So maybe buying a 635 acre gold mine that for really cheap. Does anyone ever mind it? Do you know? Or do, is the property next to it? Do you know anything about it? Like, are they mining it? Yeah, like it's an open mine. Like it's deep, like you see on Google Earth, uh, and it's, it's a, all tore up and nasty looking. Well, yeah, it's kind it's of four hundred acres. I mean, it's, yeah, it's topography the way it is. From the top, the like the north line, there's like a hundred and sixty acre maybe square, and gets up to that property. So you have a little bit of distance between you, the two, and they have then it's this one. But the way the topography is, it's kind of shielded by a bluff, so you don't see it. But this one doesn't come with minerals, so it would only be like a recreational gold rush type place. Mm. But it's something it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. They gotta have water to mine, so who owns water? I wonder who owns just go in there and buy it and block block the water <laughs> off to their property and then say, I can let it back loose. Yeah. Just you know. Just no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's the desert. <laughs> so All right. Well, I think it's been a good day. I mean, we haven't really done anything like this in a while, so it was nice and Maybe we'll do it again. Maybe we'll have some more interviews. Hopefully we'll have some more interviews. I like interviewing people too. Yeah, we've got a couple people lined up. I think we got Beth lined up for next week. Talk about the data we pulled. Um, we know we we're going to do it this week, but the schedule's conflicted. So we'll get her lined up for next week. Yeah. So what that means is in the land flipping blueprint, we show how to pick and price a county, and you actually pulled the data, mm-hmm. and you actually mailed that data. Mm-hmm. And, and now Beth's going to come in and talk about the results. Yep. She, she mailed it. She answered the calls. She, oh, she did everything. She did the due diligence with the property. I did, I mean, we worked on some of them together. We'd bounce them off each other, but um, just kind of a rough number. Twenty-one or forty-one properties came back off that data set. Twenty-one were a yes or a counter, and then she worked down from there and, and picked the best of them. Think that she's already got a few of them sold or under contract to sell. Hmm. So nice, pretty sweet. So make sure you tune in for that one. And in the meantime, go to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us a like, give us a follow, then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Friday. Thank you.